What's going on, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of NBA Central. I'm the host here, Hayes, and we got our first casualty of the NBA season as Steve Nash was fired by the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to break all that down right after this. Thank you for tuning in to the number one place for your daily basketball fix, NBA Central. Hosted by the one and only CEO Hayes. So, the Brooklyn Nets, after getting their second win and securing their second win of the season last night, heading to to face my Chicago Bulls tonight, they have fired their head coach, Steve Nash. And this was not a move that was unexpected. I was actually putting an episode together on coaches that were on, NBA coaches that were probably on the hot seat, and Steve Nash was at the top of that list. Matter of fact, me and my co-host over on Locked on Bulls have been talking about expecting Steve Nash to be fired for quite a while. Steve Nash, who coming into this, uh, being a head coach, I thought was going to excel as a head coach. I thought everything, when you look at the way Steve Nash plays the game, being a point guard, the coaches that he was behind and, and, and played for, um, I thought that Steve Nash was going to come in and and do a very good job at being a head coach. Now, some coaches fell at the first stint of being head coach. Doesn't mean he's not going to be a quality head coach going forward, but the Brooklyn Nets have started off the season terribly. Their defense is at the bottom of the league. The offense is kind of middle of the pack. While they have two superstars there that we don't know what direction this franchise is going to head into, the Nets owner uh, fought against the player empowerment movement in a way when Kevin Durant basically said, it's the front office and the coaching staff, or it's me. And they look Kevin Durant in the face and basically said, yeah, no, we're keeping everyone. And so, you know, they now go ahead and fire Steve Nash. This is a move that Kevin Durant wanted. He's under contract for a while. We'll see what happens with Kyrie Irving. And Basically, what this meant is that, you know, the things and the issues that that Kevin Durant had with Steve Nash all were proven to be true in a way. Now, we don't know if the, the players just did not want to play for this coach in Steve Nash, which we've seen happen in other situations before. But really, when it all boils down to it is that they just weren't finding the success that that many people expected them to have with having two uh, true superstars on this team and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and, you know, Ben Simmons hasn't quite been what people wanted Ben Simmons to be when he came to this team, even though he's still working his way back after being a year out plus. But it's it's wild that that seven games into the season, we get our first casualty and it wasn't even that shocking. It was not even that shocking. Now we get to see who they're going to bring in. Are they going to bring in an interim head coach? Are they going to more so take some time and maybe even during the season hire the coach that maybe they expect to be their next head coach for a long period of time? I'm personally looking at Mike D'Antoni maybe being a replacement here, whether it be for the interim or being something more long-term for the Brooklyn Nets, he kind of makes sense. He's He was an assistant coach with this team last season. He did move on, but now considering he could get a promotion, we could see Mike D'Antoni come back to the Brooklyn Nets, whether it be during this season or wait to the offseason, and become the next head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Now, what does this mean for the Brooklyn Nets season? Uh, you know, if they bring in an interim head coach, it doesn't mean that the season's all lost because, as we've seen, some teams get off to slow starts and they're able to put it together. And if you get a coach that the players do gravitate a little bit more towards, you could get better effort in that area, especially defense. Defense always look at being an effort-type stat for most NBA teams. And so this is just wild. Seven games into the season, or the start of the third week of the season, we already have our first head coaching vacancy. Now, we're going to use that to segue into other coaches that could be on the hot seat. And one of the next ones that I'm going to bring up is Dwayne Casey. Now, he's coaching for a young team um, in his first four seasons as the Pistons head coach. He has a record of 104 and 198. Um, and so they were 23 and 59 last year. Having started off the season, I wouldn't say too terrible. 
uh, so far this season, but they haven't started it off great. They have a nice young core down there. They're two and six, but they're a team that no one really expected to really win anything. And even in that being two and six, they've had some pretty nice performances um, from from their young core down there. I, I, I love the young core of the Detroit Pistons, but very well, they could be looking at somebody to come in and more so coach, this, coach these young players, teach them how to win, maybe more seasoned head coach. Dwayne Casey's been around for a little while. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I look at Kenny Atkinson and maybe being a replacement here, but he is a coach that I do think is on the hot seat. Next coach that I have up that could be the next uh, casualty is Tom Thibodeau and the uh, coach, coach of the New York Knicks. And the reason why I have this is that I, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, as most of you guys know. I follow the Chicago Bulls my whole life. I never switch no matter how bad or good they are. And while they start off the season three and three, um, and they look pretty promising, I would say this, the play of the New York Knicks on the floor um, you're starting to see some improvement there, and I would not be surprised as they really figure it out. They have a new point guard down there that maybe they play play a little bit better. But we know with Coach Tom Thibodeau, he's a coach that he really does have a certain shelf life with a team. At that point, it kind of burns out. People kind of move on, and you kind of got to do what you got to do uh, when when it comes to Tom Thibodeau. He's gonna ride your players hard, things like that. But it kind he kind of burns out after a while uh, with that. He has an all time record. Um, as a head coach of 430 to 322. Um, and so that's him entering the season. Of course, not all of that is for the New York Knicks, but you know, this is a team that after making a big time free agent acquisition, if they hover around 500, especially if they're in the Victor one beyond the sweepstakes by the halfway through the, uh, through the season, I could potentially look at it as, you know, Tom Thibodeau could be on the hot, hot seat. And I know a lot of New York fans, my, my best friend, JB, who's one of the co-hosts here who, who fluctuate in and out on the show is a huge New York Knicks fan. And he even thinks that Tom Thibodeau could be on the hot seat. The next one up that I'm going to go to in the last one for this video is Doc Rivers at the Philadelphia 76ers. While the, the 76ers started off their season a bit rough, they seem to be trying to come out of it a little bit uh, now more recently, but this is still a team that has high expectations. They want to put the best coach possible and the best team possible around Joel Embiid as, listen, everything's finite. They manage this injury. They're four and four on the season. So they're sitting right at, at, at 500 with the ability to go up some, but we know James Harden re-signing down there. You have Maxi, who's a nice young prospect down there. You have Joel Embiid. Uh, you have Tobias Harris, who's been playing pretty nicely for them. And overall, even though this team hasn't added a super amount of great players to their team over over the uh, in this offseason, adding P.J. Tucker and things like that, what they're going to do with Matisse Thabo, I do still look at Doc Rivers as being a player, that I mean, a coach that's potentially on the hot seat if the team underperforms. Now, again, much like what I said about the New York Knicks and, and, uh, and the Brooklyn Nets, is that the, that team, the team could play very, way better after the All Star break, and they may they may look to not move or change that chemistry. And all these coaches that I mentioned here, I'm not necessarily saying are going to be fired during the season. I just say that their future with the teams very well may be up in the air, um, depending on how the season falls for these teams. And these are teams that have gotten off to slower starts, not really meeting their expectations, except the Knicks. I think the Knicks are pretty much meeting their expectations. I had the Knicks pegged as a 39 win team coming into the season, so those expectations and what they have um, for most of these teams aren't quite being hit yet this early part of the season, and they could start heating that seat up a little bit. Again, not saying these coaches are going to be fired for sure, not saying these coaches are going to be fired during the season, but considering what happened with Steve Nash, I thought it'd be a good conversation to have with other coaches that could be on the hot seat. Billy Donovan is also the coach of my Bulls, is one of those, those coaches that I think could eventually get there if this season hugely falls off for the Bulls. You look at Billy Donovan and what he's done as a coach down there, 
in Chicago, really helping this team change the culture, get it to being a winning team, all those type of things. But the thing that I think is the, the the sticking point for Billy Donovan is the lack of growth of their young players. The thing with the Chicago Bulls front office is that they have very much invested in younger players being in the future. And while that team may grow, they didn't go out in this offseason spending all their money or making these huge acquisitions. They haven't made any big-time trades because of the young players they have on this team. But when you look at this team, from when Billy Donovan took over, the amount of young players that were either between their first to fourth year in the NBA at that point in time, and uh, yeah, most of them got traded away when they wanted to, to improve the team, bring in some more veterans, but even the ones that have come up really haven't taken any leaps at all. I would assume it was probably the one that you can look at down in Chicago uh, that's really taking a step up in his game so far this this early in this season from his rookie season. But I don't really lay that at Billy Donovan. Io DeSumo was a player that came in playing a handful of years in college, being an older rookie, and he's just really polishing off that game as the game comes to him. But when you look at some of the players that, the promising players that the Bulls had or have on this roster, Patrick Williams has actually regressed. And I'm not blaming all that on Billy Donovan, but he hasn't developed all of it at all, right? He's regressed. Defensively, he's regressed. And offensively, it's definitely gotten worse, if not been the same. And he's not a player that has grown to the links that the, the Chicago Bulls front office wanted. You look at Marco Simonovich, not even to make the floor in Chicago as well. Dalen Terry, who showed a lot of promise in summer league and the preseason. But in the one game that he checked in in the first quarter, he looked completely timid and out of place and not ready. Um, Mar I already said Marco Simonovich. Like, so there's a handful of players on this team. Kobe White as well has not progressed. If anything, he's regressed as well. At, like in this team since his rookie year. So there's a lot of things that you can look to towards this team and say with, when it comes to the Chicago Bulls and Billy Donovan that because of the way that the front office is, unless the front office changes their mindset and moves off from a lot of their younger pieces to move into or, or move to more veteran pieces and, and not wait so much on potential, potential is always going to be a big part of what this front office is looking for this team to really hit the ceiling that they see. And we're not seeing those players really develop in those ways. So Billy Donovan, while I'm not, ha I don't have him as a coach on the hot seat per se right now. He has one year left on his contract. I see that he's probably going to get it that year to finish that out because again, Bulls cheap franchise. I don't see them paying Billy Donovan to go away and then paying another head coach. So, but either way, with that, he could potentially move into the hot seat position depending on how the Bulls season goes. And we know right now the Bulls. They haven't gotten the wins that we that we've wanted. They've shown uh, they have like one of the worst uh, fourth quarter offenses in the NBA. So again, they've dealt with injuries, things like that. So I don't want to pull the emergency plug too much on that, but it is something that to watch out for. But let me know down below any coaches that you think could be on the hot seat. What do you think about the firing of Steve Nash or the agreeing to part ways as they worded it in the release? Let me know what you guys think on all that down below. You can follow me personally at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. Thank you for tuning in. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.